This episode is brought to you by my free What's Working Guide. If you want to download some tips on what is working right now in 2022 from both myself and other real-life indoor playground owners who are currently working to launch or grow their business, head to michellecaruana.com slash what's working, or simply click the link in the show notes or episode description. You'll get the free tips delivered right to your inbox. Download my What's Working Guide right now. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. In this episode, I'm going to cover one of the questions I get all the time. So whether it's from somebody in Playmaker Society or whether it's somebody sliding into my Instagram DMs or whether it's somebody commenting on one of my YouTube videos, this topic always seems to come up. So I figured this was the perfect place to address it and kind of talk through what has worked for me in this particular regard. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the best time to schedule events, classes, camps, and things like that to kind of help give you a better picture of how you should be planning these things out. Now, I'll be honest, when I first started my business, I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants. And Every single time an idea popped into my head or every single time I would flip my calendar page and realize, oh gosh, it's October, you know, I have to plan a Halloween event or, oh, you know, the weather's really nice today for the first time in six months because, you know, I live in New York and these things are very exciting. Um, Oh, we should plan a really fun spring event. So a lot of times I was kind of planning events as I felt inspired and while this is, you know, okay to do, it can definitely hurt you in terms of profitability. And let me tell you from experience, and I'm sure a lot of you guys listening can relate to this as well, but there is nothing worse than putting time and energy and effort into an event only to have a few people sign up after it feels like you've shouted it from the rooftops and emailed and posted and done all of the things to try to fill it. That is just really defeating and it can be really discouraging and it can prevent you from scheduling future events. But a lot of the success of a particular event or a class or camp or anything like that, a lot of the success has to do with how it's promoted and more importantly, how early it gets promoted. Now, I'm going to talk about the reasoning behind this as well as what has worked best for me in terms of booking out my event calendar. But The takeaway from this episode is that there is really no downside to scheduling your events and classes and things like that as early as possible. And this is just one of those things that you're not going to realize the benefit of until you start doing it in practice. And let me tell you, when I started really planning my events in advance, and I mean at least three months in advance, everything felt so much easier. I felt like I could post about it once a week and it didn't feel like I was over posting. It didn't feel like I was, you know, dedicating too much effort to it. And again, I'm going to give you some tips towards the end of the episode as well as a play of the day, but it just felt so much easier. It felt like I was getting these event bookings every single day, just 
effortlessly. So some of the reasons behind why I say that it is really never too early to get an event or a class or a camp on your calendar is, well, a couple different things. So number one, I found that a lot of parents or caregivers are specifically looking at a company's event calendar and they're looking for specific days. So maybe that parent or caregiver only has that child one or two or three days a week. So maybe they are a part-time sitter or a grandparent or Maybe that parent is divorced or has some sort of shared custody agreement. So they're, you know, going through the calendar and saying, okay, is there anything open for Tuesdays after 5 p.m. or on Saturday mornings or something like that? And a lot of times they'll be looking weeks and months in advance. Again, especially if they only have the child with them a certain portion of the time. They're definitely going to want to do some special activities with them and chances are they're going to want to plan this well in advance. So what I found is that a lot of, let's say grandparents have their grandkids, let's say every Saturday morning, a lot of times they'll find an event and book like every single one on Saturday mornings while they're on my event page. So having months of events already scheduled benefits in so many ways. Another reason is that a lot of times people will be looking on behalf of others. So for example, if somebody has a play date scheduled or if let's say my parents are going to be watching my kids and I know they're going to be watching them three weeks from now or four or five weeks from now because I'm going on a date night or I have to go to work or something like that. If I know my parents are going to have my boys and I know that they're going to get a little stir crazy because of the weather or for whatever reason, I'm going to seek out an event on that day so that I can book it for them and scheduling it, schedule it and just say, hey, you know, if you get a little bit tired or if you want something to do, they love this place. I signed you guys up for this event. You don't even have to pay for it. Just take this email confirmation and show up. So not only are people often looking for activities on specific day and times for themselves, they're also looking on behalf of others. I also noticed that the earlier that you book these events and classes in advance, the easier it is for people to share it with their family and friends. So again, this is just a time thing. I always like to say the longer the runway, the greater the launch. And this isn't directly applicable here, but it is so true that the longer you have the event on your calendar, the more shares you're going to get, the more people are going to tell their family and friends about it. Because if you're getting more bookings, you're naturally going to get more people talking about it. And you're naturally going to get more people, again, inviting their friends or sharing it in their neighbor group or their local mom group or something like that. So more time gives you more time to post about it without feeling like you're being too much. But it's also going to give whoever books the event more time to share it, to invite their friends. Because I'm sure a lot of you guys are parents and you probably understand that it can be really difficult to get invited to an event at the last minute, even like two, three weeks in advance. So if one of my mom friends or one of my parent friends says, hey, we booked this really cool event, would you like to join us? I'm much more likely to be able to get it on my calendar if it's several weeks in advance, especially as my kids get older, they have sports and school and obligations and birthday parties and all sorts of things. So it's just easier for 
for you to use your customers as a marketing engine and for them to kind of amplify the sales of your event. So again, it just benefits everybody in that way. And as I was kind of alluding to, leaving yourself more time will also not only give you more time to post it on social media without feeling like you're posting it three, four times a day because oh my gosh, your event is next week and you only have two people registered and you really don't want to cancel. It will also give you more time to email multiple times. Every single week in my business, I would send out an event outlook. So it would be the next 10 events coming up, or it would just be a link to our event calendar to just remind people that we're always adding new things and that they're scheduled months in advance. So Again, this just gives you a lot more flexibility and time and space when it comes to all of your different marketing channels to really promote your events. It will also really put you head and shoulders above your competitions. And this is especially true if it's a holiday event or like a time-specific event. So for example, I would always book our Halloween, our Easter, our holiday events like three to six months in advance because I found that, like I said, it gives people more time to book. It gives more people, it gives people more time to plan ahead. But it's so true, especially when it comes to holiday events, the early bird really gets the worm. And I always found that the amount of sales that we were able to generate from our events was directly tied to how early we promoted it. And it also gives you more flexibility in terms of adding more time slots. So my general rule of thumb that I typically share in Playmaker Society is that I always schedule every single event at least three months in advance. And that is just for a normal event. So at the beginning of every single quarter, I would be planning the next quarter's events. So in January, the beginning of quarter one, I would be planning my quarter two events. I would already have all of my quarter one events scheduled. So in January, I would be planning for April and not just planning for April, I would actually be putting these events on the calendar. But for holiday events, like the ones that I mentioned, I would schedule them even further in advance because if I book out my first three time slots, I'm going to start adding more as they get closer because, again, there is also nothing worse than having really high expectations for you know the profit that you're going to generate from a particular event and scheduling all of these different time slots only to have like one or two or three people book in every single time slot. So you're booking a lot of tickets, but they're all spread out and you can't seem to fill even one time slot. So what I like to do is start with two or three time slots, wait till those fill up, and then start adding additional as we get closer to the event. And that just really reduces your risk as a business owner because nobody likes canceling events. You don't like it. Your customers don't like it. So this is a way to kind of help you avoid that. And it just also helps because if the event doesn't book as well as you hope, you can leave those other spots open for parties or other ways that can generate profit for your business. So especially when it comes to holiday events, I always like to be the first to post my event calendar because Again, in practice, it's really true that the early bird gets the worm and you really want to get ahead of any direct competition when it comes to those types of events that end up being big profit and revenue generators. So my tips for booking out your event calendar are, number one, utilize your in-store calendar and signage as much as possible. So we had multiple event calendars that people could kind of look at and browse 
while they were in our facility. A lot of people really underutilize their physical space when it comes to marketing. So make sure you have printed calendars that people can take with them. Make sure you have it on your wall. Make sure it's readily available because a lot of times people come to our types of facilities to relax and check out a little bit while their kids play. And sometimes it's just helpful, especially if somebody's trying to stay off their phone or you know something like that. It's really nice to have something for the parents to look at or browse through or plan for while their kids are playing. Now, for the next couple tips about how to book out your event calendar, I'm actually going to be doing a part two episode, so I'm burying the lead a little bit, but I really wanted to dive a little bit deeper into some additional tips, and to do that, I needed a little bit more time, so you're going to have to come back tomorrow for a few more tips. So I'm going to talk about how I blogged to increase my event sales. I'm going to talk about the retargeting ads for Facebook and Instagram that I ran that really helped keep our calendar booked out while only spending around a dollar every single day. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that email marketing strategy that I alluded to earlier in this episode. So your play of the day is to start planning out your events three months in advance. So literally take out your phone calendar or if you utilize Asana, like I mentioned in a previous episode, I want you to actually first catch up. So if you don't have any events planned for next month or the month after, do that today. Make it a priority. Make the time for it. If you have a manager, please feel free to take this off your plate and delegate this task. But you want to catch up first because your play of the day is going to be to start months out. Again, because it's only going to benefit you and there really is no downside. All right, so for part two of this episode, don't forget to tune back in tomorrow. And again, the best way that you can show support for the show, if you found this episode and these tips helpful, is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. So happy Monday. I hope this was helpful. Start planning your events more in advance, and I will see you right back here for part two tomorrow.